Outta Gotham, a crazy podcast about DC, with your host E-Rock and PD, when we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you about to get geeked up, so sit back, relax, and get comfy, lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten, coming straight out of Gotham. Welcome to another episode of Straight Outta Gotham. We are on episode 18. We are a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. I am your co-host from the home state of Bruce Wayne. I am Peter M. Vera. Today we are recording on October 22nd, 2020, and as always, we have a great show for you today. But before I get into the good stuff, I'd like to remind all our faithful listeners that if you take the time to rate and review our show on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, and we read your review on air, we will send you a special prize pack. Now, let me introduce my co-host, the 1997 pumpkin pie eating champion of Middle Island, New York, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Eric Q. Holzman. What's up? Oh, geez. Did I just <laughs> die? What was that? Hey, what's up? What's going on, y'all? Um, yeah, man, bringing up some more, some more old memories, man, that pumpkin pie thing. Uh, I, let, I guess I could say now that it took me like a few years before I even ate pumpkin pie again after that. How many how many pies did you eat? I think I ate about seven. That's that's a lot of pumpkin. How many yeah. pumpkins died <laughs> to fulfill <laughs> that contest? I have no idea. Uh, it was, you know, obviously it was a long time ago. I was still in college. Uh, and it was just a thing. And I saw it. I'm like, okay. Uh, it was when I was living living in Middle Island, as you said. So, you know, I don't know um, where you got the cue from in my name, but hey, oh, that's, that's fine. because your middle your middle name is Quincy because your parents were huge fans of the Mister Magoo television show. <laughs> I thought you were going to say they were fans of the medical show Quincy, but hey, that's fine. Uh, it yeah. works. Oh, Magoo, you done it again. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man. So that's wow. That's a really Hmm. I don't know how you can find in these, Pete. I thought I hit a lot of these things way, way back, but I guess not. You oh, have a good I, I use the Google. Team. Ah. <laughs> yes, and, and um, so I'm sure you're inspired by Batman and his detective work, so there you go. I, I, I am the detective of Twitter. I find things that nobody wants and nobody cares about. <laughs> All right, so this is a this is an exciting episode for us. It's our very first mailbag episode. So we put the word out. I want to say probably about a month ago now, right? It was probably about a month. Uh, I th- yeah, I th- I'd say so. Within thirty days, this is yep. I our first like Blues Clues episode. I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, we got some good questions. We had some good feedback about this, and so we decided. Well, it's November's. I mean, sorry, October's almost done, so we should probably get this in. And answer the questions that people gave to us. So we have a good amount of them. And anything else you want to say before we begin and get into the mailbag portion? I I would recite the, the song from Blue's Clues, but I don't remember it. <laughs> so that, that's what I would do here. So just insert that joke here. I know it actually. I do know the words to it. Is it like we just got a letter? Is that how it goes? Yes, that's one of them. Okay, that's oh, one there's, of them. there's more than one. 
Yeah. I knew it. Yeah, there's another one. Okay. <laughs> I'll have to hit up the YouTube later. I, yeah. I mean, I could recite it, but I'm not going to. So just leave that alone. It's another <laughs> talent another talent of mine that I have, and I'm just not going to share this one with you. Pete can not, find it. Some, some people oh, will find something, I'm sure, and, and share it anyway. Eric's vocal efforts. <laughs> that one's you can find, and those I, I can send you. I'm okay with that. So. All right, so let's start with the first question, and it's kind of innocuous one, but you know it's a fun one, and it's one that we've got we've discussed amongst ourselves, and in, in the group that we discussed, we just dis- we've discussed this a lot. So this is from via email from Mike M. The question is, who played the best villain of any Batman movie all time? So I need to we need to clarify this. Are they asking the actor, right? I would take it as who did the best interpretation of a villain. In oh, okay. Movie, right. Uh, I mean, or you think it just say who's the best villain in a Batman movie. I think it, well, that's it could a, go either way. Yeah. I'm trying to think if it's who played the best villain. So it's saying who played. So I'm thinking, do they want the actor or actress's name? I'm going to, I say we just answer it both ways just to, okay. just to play it safe, you know? Okay. Go ahead. Oh, well, for me, <laughs> there's only one answer, and you all know what it is. It's Danny DeVito as the Penguin in Batman Returns. I mean, let's be serious. Come on. There's never been a, a villain that you could hate so much than Danny DeVito's Penguin, and yet almost feel so tragically, you know, involved in him. You know, I just from, I mean, the guy's kidnapping kids <laughs> with, with a, you know, an organ grinder and a monkey, and it's it's pretty nuts. Uh that and it's just like I love DeVito's portrayal of the penguin. Just I've said it before, I've said it a million times, just giving the character an identity for the first time in a long time. Um, I you know, whatever Rick has to say. And I would love Rick to come on a show to dispute this with me. Rick, this is your open invitation to come on straight out of Gotham and, and argue with me. But uh I mean it's just, it's just, it, you know, I know it caused a lot of issues at the time, but like, you know, I considered it a breath of fresh air. It was like, wow, this is totally different and it just it did scare the hell out of me as a kid, but I've grown to really love Devito's just acting and all. And he 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 just did a great job over the top, just at, at times and but serious in others and just you you could just tell the guy was having a ball. So for me, it's it's Devito, it's the Penguin, it's Batman Returns. There's what's not to love. Like I know you know, like I know Bill hates it, <laughs> and most people are going to say Heath, but like that's just that's the obvious answer, and I, I right. could never do that, you know. <laughs> well no and i i agree i mean i don't love that movie it's it, i don't hate it like a lot of people do i don't love it though it's not not my favorite batman movie but um he i mean it's a tim burton film right so you know that oh, from through the beginning and through. <laughs> right and it's tim burton's interpretation of the penguin and i think i can't dispute your you know your choice because i think devito gave him what he wanted he gave him the version of the character that that burton wrote and that he wanted so I agree. I mean, if you're looking at it just based off the performance, that's it's, that's as good an answer as any. So I'm with you there. I mean, yeah. But, and it, like aside from Tommy Lee Jones and Arnold, I don't think we got bad interpretations of many Batman villains. We really honest. That's true. That's true. So I'm gonna. I obviously I could say the the obvious ones. Obviously, the Joker. You know, both Joker performances, Nicholson and and Ledger, were awesome. Obviously, Joaquin Phoenix as well. Even though it wasn't a Batman movie. But still, all the those performances, all the performances we've gotten of that character, um, even Cesar Romero in '66. You know, there you go. Like we have it. So I'm going to stick with the '66 theme and Penguin, and go with Burgess Meredith 
from the 66 film. And he's basically the same character he played in the TV show, so you don't need to explain it any further than that. But it's not something, I don't think it's something that people talk about enough. And uh, it was my first introduction to the Penguin. And I still look at that performance as the standard. So let's see what we get from, uh, what's his name? I'm forgetting his name. Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell, yeah. Let's see what we get from Colin Farrell in The Batman. But I'm going to go with Burgess Meredith and The Penguin in the in the Batman movie in 1966. I am loving the Oswald love on this show already. Right? Right? I think, yeah, he, he deserves his due. He deserves his his credit. And especially, like we said, those two performances – so uh, both of them are memorable, either with, with excuse me, yeah, I can't even talk right now. Whether you like it or not, they're memorable. So there we go. So let's go to the next question. This is question from Mullen via our email. So it's, with a plethora of quality characters and content, when or when will we get a new big screen version of Batman that isn't yet another reboot? And then he puts, he, I want Batman Beyond. So he thanks you, Pete. And he says, MOS for life, which I'm assuming is Man of Steel for life. <laughs> so, okay. Ahead, Pete. Uh, I would, I honestly, uh, that's not a reboot. I mean, does, oh man, does the Snyder Cut count considering it's kind of a sequel to Justice League? That, I mean, that's not a reboot. That's a sequel, right? Or is it Matt Reeves' sequel to The Batman? Like, you know, Matt Reeves' movie is a, is a it's- reboot itself. So I guess we have to wait until his sequel. But I mean, Batman Beyond, I think that, oh man, I feel like there's been rumors of, of some kind of futuristic mentor Batman with Keaton coming out of Flashpoint. So maybe that's when we get that film. But I mean, yeah, that's a good choice. I got to see Flashpoint first. Like I was just discussing with Nico on Twitter. I was like, I, I will not really fully accept the Flashpoint movie until I get a trailer, you know, just with everything that's gone on with that movie. I, I just, I've been burned so many times, so. But I think that's our best shot at a Batman Beyond-esque type film. Yeah, I'm trying to think of an interpretation, a comic interpretation of Batman that would be good on screen that isn't like typical Batman. Um, outside of Batman Beyond. Batman uh, Year 100. Okay, that would work. What about the... No, that's still Batman. I was going to say that the Batman that we got in that Beware the Batman TV show, but that's still Batman. The villains are different. So if they did that, that would be fun. And that itself is a rebooted car. Like that is, you know, yeah. kind of, I was saying, it, it's got to be a sequel. So like, I mean, Snyder cut and Matt Reeves, untitled unplanned Batman sequel. I will say that the Reeves Batman, at least aesthetically and from what we've heard so far is, is different than what we have gotten before. So but I think this means a reboot of the character, the Bruce Wayne character. Like, I think that's what he means um, in this. And I go, yeah, I can only think of Batman Beyond. So he wants Batman Beyond. I would love it. I think that'd be a great uh, movie to to see, a different Terry McGinnis and see that version of Batman. So, yeah, I mean, I'd be down for that. I think uh, Warner Brothers is finally down for it, too. I mean, with the way they've kind of embraced this multiverse aspect of filmmaking now. And yeah. how they've kind of lightened the reins on what they do and don't do in light of all the MCU success. They're they're definitely trying to think outside the box a little bit more than what they've used to. So this it's kind of seems like the stars have aligned for something along those lines. Right. Maybe the Thomas Wayne Batman? Uh maybe. But I mean that that could that could work. I mean, that would all probably I feel like that's kind of what Keaton's role is in Flashpoint. Right. 
Right. So again, maybe, maybe it is flashpoint. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. cause that is, that's not necessarily a reboot. That is where apparently they're bringing back both Affleck and Keaton for that, that movie. So those aren't right. rebooted Batmans. No, they're continuing their story. And that, that's kind of what I thought the question was like, when's, is there, would there ever be a sequel to something we've already seen before? And I think the closest things we've got um, are Snyder cut flashpoint. And well, he does. The question is, he puts new, but the new is in parentheses. So I'm trying. That's why I was looking like, well, maybe, you know, we, a new version. Obviously, it's a Batman, but it's not. I just think it's not a Bruce Wayne version of Batman. But who so, knows? Yeah. So you're looking at Batman Year 100, which we never found out who played Batman, who played, who is Batman in that story, right. or uh, you know, some sort of Batman Beyond mentorship. Okay. So there we go. That's that's our take on that one. So this one is the next question is from Jackie via email. She says, I love Batman horror like the cult and the side story in Black Mirror. Any other suggestions on other stories that lean towards the horror genre? Go ahead, Pete. I'll let you take this one. Uh, oh, man. Uh, Batman, uh, Batman, the Black Mirror kind of plays uh, plays into that with a psych- psychedelic serial killer. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, what's it called? Batman. Haunted Nights. Uh, I did a I did a right. episode with Ryan Lauer, and uh, we talked about madness. But those are very mm-hmm. horror Halloween oriented. Uh, we we uh, jo- uh, three Jokers number two with all those uh, Joker dead uh, dead people in the pool. That was Good very call. horror, and that's more recent. Um, I think it's Batman Annual Two, uh, Batman, which basically is kind of like Batman versus the KKK uh, in some in some aspects. Uh, uh, not Batman. I'm sorry, Detective Comics Annual Two. Uh, uh, Batman Red Rain, Batman vs. Vampires. Um, if you're looking in and thinking about that, uh, there's also an animated film, which is on HBO Max, uh, the Batman vs. Dracula set up in the, the Batman yes. uh, TV, animated TV show world. So that that is a at least an animated horror film you can watch. And that's a cool concept. I actually still haven't watched that. It's on my queue for this Halloween. I haven't done it because I'm trying to watch like true horror movies. And I feel like it's kind of a cop out for me just to watch more Batman <laughs> So right. I'm kind of putting it on. I might watch it soon. I want to watch. I'm saving Halloween for Halloween. Like that's. I want to watch it during uh, the actual day of Halloween. Um, right. So those are some of them. But the, I think Red Rain and all those, uh, all those, uh, those crazy Batman vampire stories are great. And they recently, man, I want to say it was put out in a collected edition. I'm looking on my bookcase. I don't have it. It might be in my auxiliary book stack. Is there? Is there any um, scarecrow related titles you could think of? Because he's kind of scary. Like that's kind of a, he's kind of a scary character, horror character to begin with. So any kind of scarecrowy type titles you can think of off the top of your head that maybe would fall mm-hmm. here. I'm looking. Uh, I have a I have a collected edition of Batman Scarecrow Tales. I'm sure there's something in there, right? Um, but off the top of my head, nothing really pops out. I'm looking at the bookshelf here. Okay. But yeah, I mean. You can't go wrong with Red Rain. I love Red Rain. Just yeah, it, it's, a good one. it's such a it's such a crazy. I, I I think Lauer did an episode. He's been doing Halloween stuff all month. Yeah, he did that. I think that he did that with Justin Kowalski. So I think him and Justin yeah. did the Red Rain episode. So uh, there's also a book titled Arkham Asylum: Living Hell. Well, yeah. Well, that story too. That's the one I bring up. The Arkham Asylum story is very, very much 
Uh, which no, I not Grant Morrison's. Did. It's a different one. It's, it's called Arkham Asylum Living. No, no, I know what you're saying, but okay. even Grant Morrison's one is kind of in that horror type. Mm-hmm. Um, you can definitely see that as a horror film. Like if you watch that as a okay. movie, you can definitely see. So that's one I would definitely bring up. And I, that's one I also discussed with Ryan Lauer on the Batman book club. So and, yeah, if you guys haven't heard that, you can check that out as well. Uh, Li- Living Hell in- it also has uh, Etrick and the Demons in there, and he's a demonic spirit, so that could be kind of creepy and stuff. So. So it seems like there's a lot of them. Uh, there's a lot more there's than most people recognize. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime Batman interacts with like Etrigan or Swamp Thing, I think you can quali- qualify as yeah. a heart. Or a, oh man, what's the name of that little devil child? Oh, that he's he's like. Uh, oh, geez, what is his name? I know who you're talking about. You know, he's got the he's got the horns on his hair. Not yes. they're not horns. Oh, what the hell is that stupid kid's name? I can't think of it either. But I know <laughs> I can yeah. see it. I just can't think of the name. I can't remember his name. I'm sure there's there's somebody out there who'll love to just attack me on Twitter for it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, there's there's so many good stuff. I mean, it's it's crazy how. Uh, yeah, and, and also it's like, oh man, if you whenever you get James Gordon Jr. In, involved in a Batman story, it's always like some kind of like bloodbath and murderous rampage. So you know he's kind of a, a recent character he's maybe a little obscure for the for the greater audience but he's he's really sick and twisted almost kind of lector like you know methodical in his murders and everything and so i would recommend stuff like that and even i guess i guess metal i didn't read it but i feel like metal's got horror aspects in it yeah and didn't dc do a a series recently about with like undead or I'm uh, DC deceased. Yeah. That's yeah, a good book too. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. very zombie oriented. Yeah. Um, that's great. Uh, written by the great Tom Taylor. Uh, and it's, there's, there's like three volumes of that. He's, he's doing magic work over there. So that's, that's definitely another one for just Halloween, uh, Halloween stuff in general. Yeah. I mean, well, the character Batman, obviously bats are associated with Halloween and <laughs> with horror. So the character himself lends to this, that genre very well. So Pete just mentioned some, so there you there you go. You go check those out. So we have then moving right along. Uh, the next question is from Rick L via email. It's the question is in the vein of Joker, which villain from the Rose Gallery has a rich enough backstory to support their own standalone feature film, and who would you cast in the villain that you pick? Who would you cast in the role? Oh, uh, I mean, here's the thing. I'm horrible at fan casting, so this is going to sound so generic, <laughs> but um. Uh, I mean, first of all, the answer to your question is Mr. Freeze and uh, the, the great um, Mr. Michael Euston recently did a, if you just Google it, he, he, he put this out there and this is his pitch and like, I'm totally stealing it from him, but he, he, he pitched like a, uh, just kind of like this Mr. Freeze, just story, very similar to Joker. And I mean, I mean, is there, would there be anybody more perfect than Patrick Stewart to play Mr. Freeze? You know, it's just, he's probably too he's old for the world. I know that, but, but like, yeah, like in his heyday, but like, I'm bad at fan casting. Like I literally know, unless these guys are in comic movies, I don't even know who the hell they are. Do you so, know who would be good, but I don't think we'll ever see him on the screen again. Kevin Spacey. I could see Kevin Spacey playing Mr. Freeze. He could. Yeah. He's a, he's a weirdo. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to, trying to think about actors who don't have criminal pass yeah <laughs> i know that's what i said he probably won't, he'll probably never be on the screen again and never look at movies but uh yeah he was the one i think would be uh would be very good and just using role. the using the, the typical mr freeze origin like nothing really that crazy you know uh I, obviously there's got to be some sort of sci-fi element into it because of what mr freeze has to create in order to, to sustain life you know like he needs 
uh, technology and just the, the, the sub-zero temperatures that just stay alive and everything. But I think it'd be really cool. Kind of almost kind of like I am legend life where, you know, like Will Smith's going out to try to find this cure and Mr. Not necessarily saying it's like the end of the world type thing, but you know, it kind of like almost like I am legend, maybe kind of like the town where he's robbing banks and stuff and the GCPD has got to track him down. It, it could be interesting, you know, but using that just standard Mr. Freeze origin, which even Batman and Robin used, I mean, they just took it right out of the animated series. And, oh, uh, they did. Yes. Yeah. I mean, everything outside of that, I, I wouldn't copy. Um, but, um, you know, I, I'd love to see it with something kind of, and I'd love to, I mean, if his suit looked anything like it did in the Arkham games, whew, I mean, that's a big, that's a big win. I'd love to, oh, I mean, is there any, like, I, I love characters with giant fishbowl heads, like Black Manta, Mysterio, Mr. Freeze. Like, those guys are awesome to me. Like, the bigger the helmet, the better, in my opinion. I actually think just don't um, do what Gotham did. Please don't do what Gotham did. <laughs> well, that's always that's oh. that should just be like that should be a like disclaimer on anything you say. Don't do what Gotham. Don't did. do what Gotham did. <laughs> for for someone who despises that show so much, I seem to can't stop talking about it. But, yeah, um, well, it's recent. It's something we recently watched, and it's still in our minds. Oh, how much yeah. we don't like it and oh, <laughs> the problems we have with it. So, Mister Freeze um, up the fishbowl, like it just makes me infuriated. <laughs> So I know we got this character in um, Birds of Prey, but I think Black Mask has a really good origin story, especially one that I think that could relate to Scream. So mm -hmm. um, I would like to see, I think maybe a movie with him in it, because, uh, you know, he, he, he kind of, he crosses over, uh, across, he has, he's friends with Bruce as a child, and there's a lot of things you can do there crossing over. Uh, with with Batman and then Batman's family as well, obviously Thomas and Martha. So I think you have um, there's a richness there to the character that you could expand upon. And I think like we, we what we got in Birds of Prey was kind of a, a slanted take on him, it was a little bit different. But uh, I think the actual story is one that we could you could dive deeper in and do a much a, do a really really good movie on Black Mask. So, and I know Reeves is using uh the Riddler, but like if the Riddler could be like kind of like a Saw villain, you know, like you could yeah. kind of see him do something like that. And he, you could see kind of Reeves messing around with something in that aspect Saw or like Seven in his Riddler. But I think the Riddler could definitely hold his own as like a standalone villain type movie without a doubt. You know, I mean, yeah. that's basically what the Riddler is. You know, he's he's setting up these traps, you got to figure a way out and the police are involved. So it's it seems like a no-brainer, like a slam dunk, but um any of really Batman's rogues gallery could be used because they're so grounded, you know? It, it, yeah. Catwoman, she's obviously had her own uh, film as insane and as horrible as that thing was. But um, she, you know, you could do a, a, a movie about a, just, you know, a, a cat burglar. Right. You know? And I mean, we've got, it's weird because you like, I hate to bring up Gotham again, but we've got some of the, these characters, we got some backstory on in that, in that show. Uh so I mean I don't know. Or we had a take on their backstory. It might not, it wasn't obviously you know ripped from the page, but we got takes on them. Mm -hmm. So I think we've gotten a little bit of insight into a lot of these characters as well. Like in Suicide Squad, you got some insight into Deadshot and his backstory, right? So we've gotten some of these characters on screen that have a little bit of the backstory, and maybe maybe someone like Deadshot as well. You could go back a little further and and do something there. So or even like a, a Harley and Ivy, like Thelma and Louise type film, mm -hmm. like something like that. That would be cool. I, I would dig that. Yeah. So I think, I mean, like you said, there's a lot of, 
the character, the rogues gallery for Batman, is, they're so rich. The characters are so rich and have a have a lot of story in built in. I think I don't think you can go wrong with any of them. Um, the problem would be the popularity of the character. If you're making a movie, obviously you want to be um, pick a popular character. I'm trying to think of who I would cast as Black Mask in a <sighs> in a standalone Black Mask. Obviously, I can't pick you, McGregor. I wouldn't have anyway, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm of so bad when it comes to fan casting. It's yeah, I mean, it's there's. Like, I'm horrible at it. I'm trying to think of age, the age of an actor who I could pick. You know, this might be a little bit crazy, but I think it could work. Jack Quaid, um, I think he could work in this role because he's kind of has that look of a guy who's, you know, wimpy, but when he puts on a mask, that changes. I don't Is know he if he's related to Quaid. He's Dennis Quaid's son. You don't watch The Boys, I guess. You haven't watched The Boys yet. No, I haven't. Okay, he's um he's usually in The Boys, and he's he's one of the main characters. He's actually the first character you meet in the show, and uh, you can look him up if you uh, if you have you know if you're sitting around and you want to look him up. But I think maybe him he would be good. I think he could bring depth to the character. I like him as an actor, so I think he could bring depth to the character. So I think I would go with him. Um, trying to think of other actors that could pull off that role. I don't know. Wow, this kid's got good genes. Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan. Yeah. Wow. You didn't know that was his mother? No. You didn't oh you didn't know they were together? Yeah, they're together. I had no idea. Dude, I am so bad when it comes to I don't care about Hollywood at all. Like, you know, I just <laughs> I'm like, oh cool, there's a new movie coming. I'll go see it. But like I just I don't know these things. Right. So yeah, so he's one of them. Uh but oh man, I'm you know what? There are times you could ask me this and I would rattle off like five names, but it's not, that's not the mood I'm in right now. So I can't, but I gave you one. So there you go. All right. So our next question is from someone we both know very well. Well, you know him a lot better than me, but. Uh, I know no one. So, so <laughs> Andy wants to know, I don't know if it's directed to me or you, but will we, will you marry me? And if not, would you buy me lunch? I eat light. Now, of course, we know what that's from. <laughs> yes, we but, do. but, uh, Andy, I'm sorry. You're a good guy. No, I'm not going to marry you. Pete, what about you? You've, you're closer I'm, to I'm him. I'm not going to marry him. Um, I would buy him lunch because, yes, he does eat light. I've, just, I've seen him eat, mm -hmm. and I've never seen anyone eat a cheeseburger that way before in my life. I just, I, See, now I'm intrigued, so now I would buy him lunch, too. There we go. <laughs> and he knows exactly what I'm talking about. Burger Express in, in uh, I think it's Rawway. It might, it's either Rawway or Carteret, but yeah, I've never seen anyone eat a cheeseburger that way in my entire life. So I would buy him lunch just to sit and, I don't know if it's like just astonishment or just completely grossed out, but yeah, <laughs> so I would, I, I'd buy him lunch. Yeah. 100%. Now I'm intrigued. Now I am definitely intrigued. So you should, you should come to Burger Express with us. It's fantastic. It's absolutely okay. amazing. Sure. Yeah. Let's do that. I'm in. That's fine. I believe that if it's, I mean, you could take the train to Rawway. We could pick you up and then go to get burgers. Hey, that's fine. I did not have an issue. Hey, during, since this pandemic, I'm willing to go anywhere. So <laughs> I'm in. Awesome. Just say it. All right. I'm sure he'll, I'm sure he'll respond to this. <laughs> All right. This is the, the next one is a fun question. It's from Frank G. Again, via our email. Who was your all-time favorite character in Batman other than Batman? Oh, man. I mean, there's for me, there's only one answer. And as much as I like this character, he he pretty much rivals how much I like Batman. 
you know, and it is Dick Grayson. I love everything about Dick Grayson. I like how he enjoys, <laughs> enjoys his work. And, you know, I love how he, you know, he's got a little bit of Spider-Man in him where he can't shut up. Uh, so there's, there's just, it's just fun about Dick. And, you know, Dick Grayson just recently came back to his senses recently in, in a comic book. So it's just great to have him back. And he's, Oh, I love everything about Nightwing and Dick Grayson and Robin and, He's my favorite Robin, and I could argue that he. I there's times I like Dick Grayson more than Bruce Wayne Batman. So for me, it's it's Dickie G all the way. Hmm, this is a tough one for me as well. I like so many characters in this universe, so I'm trying to narrow it down to my all time favorite after Batman himself. Uh, you know what? This is this might be a little shocking, but it actually is true. Uh, Alfred. <laughs> I mean, it, it, that's not shocking at all. Alfred's fantastic. He's you know? amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like, you know, he's obviously, he's like a father figure to, to Bruce and he, he helps him and he aids him depending on the interpretation. He, sometimes he aids him, uh, on site and in actual <laughs> going to, going to jobs and stuff like that when Batman goes to, so yeah, man, I mean, I think, he we wouldn't have you wouldn't have Batman if you don't have Alfred, right? Like you wouldn't have Bruce if you don't have Alfred. He's he's definitely his his I mean, if it was up to Alfred, you wouldn't have Batman at all. <laughs> Alfred's that definitely, is true. Alfred's that definitely is true. not a supporter of Bruce's vigilantism. But no, no, no he's not. He's I mean, I mean, we've been spoiled. If going back from sixty six, I mean we've had nothing but great Alfreds. I mean That's true. how many times has Alfred in sixty six put on the cowl and just at least drove the car? Um, (laughs) and then just Michael Caine and Michael Goff, just really great supporting roles, uh, emotionally to Bruce Wayne's Batman, uh, in those movies. And then, you know, uh, it's a shame we didn't get more of him, but, um, well, oh geez, I'm blanking on his name. What's his name? Snyder's Snyder's Alfred. Uh, I'm blanking on it. What's um, Jeremy Irons. Oh, Irons. Just, I mean, an amazing actor. I couldn't, couldn't be happier that he was cast in that role. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll see more of him in the Snyder cut, but you know, just and I, I mean, and the upcoming Andy Circus. Like, I can't wait to see. Yes. You know, we got a little yeah. tease. You know, obviously, Circus was talking to Bruce when he pulls up into his like underbridge lair, and mm-hmm. you know, I'm just dying to see what that is like and what that interpre- interpretation is. Um, so, I mean, yeah, no, Alfred's great, and Alfred played a big part in Joker War recently. Um, you know, even though he's dead, but um, he, he, you know, the influence and just Bruce talking to you know the Alfred in his head. So clearly, Alfred is is you know he may be gone, but he's not forgotten. Yeah, and like again, I hate to bring up Gotham, but one of the characters I liked in Gotham was was Sean Pertwee's interpretation of Alfred. It was a younger Alfred, definitely one of the um, better por- portrayals of any character on that show. Yeah, so that's another one, and even the show Pennyworth. I don't know. I don't think you've seen it, but it's it's supposedly. I don't it's know a how to get epics. Like, where <laughs> is it? An app? Like, what is it? It's not on a cable provider. Like, it is a cable channel. At least it used to be for files. We used I used to be able to get it, but I think you can get it by you can get like epics, kind of like you get HBO Now or whatever, okay. and watch it that way if you want. I might be able to get it for you. So if I can, I'll just I'll let you know and. I'll get it to you. Okay. But it's it's, very, it's a prequel pretty much to the Alfred that we get in Gotham. Yes, I know and that it's much. A, it's a much better, it's much better written than Gotham was. That shouldn't be hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So there you go, Frank. Uh, and if you want to tell us yours, shoot us another email when you have to hear this and let us know your favorite um, character. So, okay. So our next question is from a friend of the show and it's someone we've both worked with. <laughs> Uh, Nick Z or Nick Zednick I'm sorry I'm just going to say the name 
uh, he sent this question in. So he says, hey guys, I'm back. Would you like to see Matt Reeves revolve his trilogy around Riddler, Catwoman, and Penguin? Pa- sorry, and Penguin? Penguin. That's yeah. <laughs> or are you looking to see more of the fantastical villains like Clayface and Mad Hatter? And then he says, if the Joker appears in the Reeves trilogy, who would you cast? And how would you book the character? I don't know what that means. Uh, I would I would use Booksy. It's an app that I use for my barber. <laughs> That's how I would make him available for, for his uh, stint in the movie. Um, to be brutally honest, I'm kind of jokered out at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, here's the thing. like Reeves has got to have the Joker in his, in his trilogy right to be definitive. I think we all agree on that. Right. I would just kind of appreciate that it would be the last part of the movie. You know, The Batman in his peak at the height of going against his arch nemesis. Right. Um, but like I, hey, look, uh, there's a, we've been teased at uh, whoever that twelve year old guy, you know, on Twitter. He he looks like he's he, apparently he's the Mad Hatter. I don't know what the guy's name. You know the guy's right, name? Yeah, I have no idea. Um, Barry Cohegan, yeah, something like that. Cohegan, yeah. Right. Um, if he's the Mad Hatter, I'm all for it. He seems to be teasing us that he is. Um, I'd love something a little more fantastical like Clayface. I think that would be one of the crazier villains. You mm-hmm. know that you could do. I, I know a lot of people and certain people don't want CGI villains and um, it, it's kind of played out, you know, like we've already gotten doomsday and Steppenwolf and it, you know, I, I, I wouldn't mind something more toned down, but um, Clay, Clayface is new and he's, it's interesting how he could kind of be the, the shape shifting and you don't know who Clayface is and stuff like that. Right. And he could take up different shape. And there was actually so many good Clayface stories um, that, you know, I, I would, I mean, and I love, I grew up on the Matt Hagen, Clayface, the actor, the tragic actor, and yeah. so I would, I would be down for that. Um, that could be really cool. And I, I, so I'm trying to think uh, who else. I mean, I, I just, I, I hate to interrupt, but I just with Clayface, I just think, keep thinking of the Harley Quinn TV show version now. <laughs> oh, the thespian, yes. Yeah. That's, that's a great sorry. take. That's a great yeah. take. I love it. So that's, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I was just that's where I go right now because that's the most recent Clayface thing I've seen. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But go ahead, continue. Sorry. But even something like I don't know, like eco terrorist uh, poison ivy. You know that could be something that could really be interesting, um, yeah. involving climate change and stuff like that. You know, it, and it's kind of relevant. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at the bookshelf, trying to think of anything else. Uh, I mean, I mean, Nolan did so many great villains in his trilogy that you're like, man, he he covered a lot. <sighs> yeah, he did. Um, and Black Mask recently was done so well. Yeah. Um, you know, but I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, uh, Deadshot take on Batman. I know we got a little bit of that in Suicide Squad. Um, Deathstroke, obviously, that yeah, would Deathstroke. be a, yeah, Deathstroke's that, a good one. That That's a great one. And then Tim Miller did that great uh, animated short for the, the Arkham games. And, you know, maybe uh, who knows if HBO Max is listening. I know everyone everyone says that that's an exclusive release that uh, Affleck's coming back for his Manginello fight. But, uh, you know, there's, I mean, just pick a Bat villain. I, I'd be, I'd be down for some out of the box thinking, you know. I would like uh, Hugo Strange. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, like you know, like someone like that. He's we got again, we got a version of him. I hate bringing this up on Gotham, and it wasn't terrible. But no, BD Wong did great. I mean, he's yeah. a fantastic actor. It's a shame he was wasted on that crappy show. <laughs> yeah, but that's another that's another villain I'd like to see done on screen. Um, and I think because of what he is, it, I think you could do it and do it very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with you on the Joker. I would like to see him towards the end of the trilogy, maybe the second half of the last film. Um, and then it kind of keeps you guessing 
uh, what happens after the film ends with with him, depending on where they go. Mm. Uh, let's see. Are there other villains? You brought up some really good ones, and like you said, we might be getting Mad Hatter. So Man, Man Bat would be cool. You know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind something like that. Kind of, that's way more sci fi, but it'd be cool to see. You know, people almost think Batman is kind of gone gone rogue. And right. you know, it, it, that would be fun because, um, you know, playing on like the fact that like no one's really seen Batman, you know, and it's probably too far out there for Reeves to do considering he had Batman like fighting the GCPD in the GCPD building, you know, right. like in the, in the teaser. <laughs> yeah. But, man, that would be, that'd be something really fun. Um, uh, I'm, again, what about Hush? A lot of people bring up Hush. Hush is cool. I wouldn't be opposed to it. He's, uh, uh I'm trying to think how you do it. I mean, would you do it in in the light of the Hush book? Because I think Heart of Hush is a far superior book where Catwoman's life is on the line because Hush has got the, you know, the the thing with her heart and he, I I got to reread it. But right. um, you know, Thomas Elliot the brilliant surgeon that he is messed with Catwoman's heart and it's a race against the clock for Batman to save Catwoman. And I mean that that's your dynamic Batcat story right there. I mean, that's that's a true, you know, like I you know, I got to save the woman I love type story, so that's cool. Yeah. Um yeah. I mean, there's just, I mean, just like I said, you just got to pick a villain. I mean, he's got the greatest rogues gallery in the history of, of the medium. So I mean, there's, there's not really a bad answer. Yes. I, I mean, you're right. There's really not. And uh, as far as the other question he asked about who I'd cast if, with, as the Joker, do you, I mean, I know you said, <laughs> we've already said we're not, you're not good at fan casting, but is there give, anyone? Give me, give me Willem Dafoe. Give me him. Okay. You know, he's got the smile, you know? That's a popular one. Yeah. That is a popular yeah, I don't know, but popular like, one. I think and I don't want to repeat something that um on the actually on their show, on the Vigilante show that with Garrett Grev, they they discussed this as well. Um I remember hearing it, and I think someone said Ryan Gosling, and that wouldn't be terrible. Yeah. I heard the Sarsgaard, the guy who played it, Pennywise. Yep. You know, I, yeah. I don't know if that's just popular because he recently played an insane clown, but I mean, he, I mean, he was he was great. I, a little less drooling for the Joker, but I'd be all for it. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, I think that would work. He would be good. He would be good. That's a good choice. So, I, again, Nick, I don't know what you mean by how would you book the character. Like, what are you asking? I'm not a talent agent. I don't <laughs> are you sure? You booked the show. I, I, well, that's true. But, we booked Chris Rimmer last episode. We, we we can book things. That's true. We can. We can. I just, Nick, you're going to have to hit me up after you hear this and tell me what you meant. And then I'll give you an answer because I have no idea what you mean by this. I'm sorry, man. I, dude, actually, it's like, oh, man. I mean, even to go even like just grittier, like I'd love like a Rupert Thorne Batman villain movie where it's literally like just total all about crime and corruption. That would be cool. You know, I know we got Falcone and Falcone's coming back in Reeves movie, but like that would be just, and Batman begins is kind of like Batman fighting the mob for a little bit, but a whole movie of literally like Batman taking on the mafia would be great. I agree. I'm with you there. That's actually an excellent, excellent idea. We kind of got that, like you said, in Batman begins, but uh, and the dark Knight. but obviously the other villains were involved as well. So, Mm. This is going to be that would I'm sorry, but that would actually be a very very good movie just to keep it like that, and maybe we'll get that on the show that they're doing, Mr. Winter. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we'll see what happens there. But again, Nick, again, thanks for the question. It was great. I just I don't know what the booking thing means. I, I'm sorry. So moving right along, the next question is from Rob M via email. I think we know who this is as well. But first, let's start with the comments. He says, first, of, first off, you both should be proud. The show is off to a great start. Your hard work and dedication is paying off. 
Okay, now for my question. Do you think with the movie and theater business the way it is with COVID, do you think it's wise for movie studio for movie studios to constantly shift and move film dates to only find out what they have to move them again and again and again? It's getting kind of out of hand. Would it be smarter to just wait for an all clear, then announce your film? Or do you just cut your losses and go straight to digital streaming or Blu-ray release? I know we're all excited to see these movies, but it's just not happening anytime soon. At this point, I'll be shocked if the Batman keeps its release date. Keep up the great work, guys. So obviously, the Batman didn't keep its release date. <laughs> so this question was set before we got that news. Uh, so Rob, start- what are the lottery numbers for the Powerball? Like, if you're predicting <laughs> the, the future here, please, we could we could do it sixty four to your favor, pal. <laughs> I mean, we've discussed this on shows in the past about how we feel about. Uh, the movie industry now and theaters and what's going to happen in the future. And um, I'm a movie theater guy, so I hope they don't release them straight to DVD or Blu-ray or whatever. I hope they keep them in, you know, keep them in the theaters and try and show them the way they were in, were intended, especially movies that are shot in IMAX. Uh, that's a special camera, uh, obviously the special camera they use, and it's meant to be seen on a big screen. So those type of films, I definitely, definitely want to see stay in theaters. But again, that's my answer. I'm a movie theater guy. It's something I like to do. I like going to the theater. So I'm always going to side on that um, with that on that side of things. So what about you, Pete? I, I think the answer is I have no goddamn idea. Because <laughs> Warner Brothers released Tenet and it failed. Uh, Disney did Mulan and it failed. Like, I don't think anybody knows the answer. But at, at this point, I feel like you got I feel like the digital release thing has got to be the way to go. And uh, because, you know, Regal just or whoever Regal's parent company is, they they've closed down all these theaters uh, in this in the country. But then I read recently that since Cuomo has lightened up the laws in New York, that they're you know the the state the the theaters Regal theaters are opening outside of the city. Um, it's just I just think you gotta I think you gotta just release these movies and people are paid to see them. I I know it sucks and I know the movie the theater industry like I'm, I feel bad for everyone who who has lost their job and who's furloughed. But like I just I, I don't think holding off is gonna is gonna do them any good, you know. At this point, like, like when, when's Wonder Woman eighty four gonna come out? Like, we have no idea. They you know, and they and just, I, I, I know Patty's yeah. so dead set on setting having it in theaters, but you know, this is also delaying the, I guess, the production of Wonder Woman three. You know, it's just it, the domino effect is so large. I just I I don't have an answer. So if you're asking me what I think's going to happen when it comes to um, movies in the future, I think the tentpole films are going to be the movies that are released theatrically. And I think that the smaller films won't, won't be, they'll be released to digital right away. So I just, I just hope that everything rebounds in like two to three years. That's, that's my, that's my hope. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I obviously, like I said, I love going to the movies, so it's something that, uh, it's an escape for a few hours. Like you just go so- sit in the theater. You can get your popcorn and your soda or whatever other junk you like to eat and Snow drink. Snowcap. Yeah. Like you get to do all that stuff. It's a little overpriced, but it's part of the experience. So people do it. What isn't overpriced these days? <laughs> That's true. That's a very good point. So Rob, I hope we gave you some insight to what we think. And again, thanks for the really, really nice comments. Uh, thanks for listening. And uh, just for being a supporter of the show and, you know, you came on Mesoji tonight with us. So thanks for that as well. All right. So next question is from Chad M. So what's it going to take for me to get a Robin in one of these Batman movies? It's been 23 years. 
And then he says, always enjoy it, fellas. Though he's mad at you, Pete, for giving him more toys to buy. That's not my problem. You gotta have willpower <laughs> now. You're never gonna be a Green Lantern unless you have willpower. Um, I think Robin's coming. I think Reeves is gonna give us a Robin. Uh, what kind of Robin? I don't know. Um, Robin has been. It's weird because Robin was supposed to be in '89. They cut him out. Robin was supposed to be in Returns. They cut him out. We finally got Robin in Forever, and then we got a Robin tribute character in Rises. Yes, so it's you know it's. He's been out there, and he's been in all forms of uh, animation, I feel like, outside of Beware the Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think Reeves is going to do it. I really do. I, I I don't know when. Maybe the next movie. I mean, we've mentioned this before that there was always that big rumor that the murder or the incident, whatever Batman is, you know, uh, the case that Batman is trying to solve was the Grayson's murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was early on in the production of the Batman. I don't think that's still go. I don't think that's still true now to this day. But uh, you know, I, I do think it's coming when uh, I'm going to probably say uh, the third film. I'm just going to go and say three. Yeah, I agree with you. I think we've had this. We had discussion amongst our group, uh, I believe, not that long ago about Robin. And I I agree with you. I think we're going to get one again. I, I'm with you. I have no idea what form he's going to be in uh, or she. It could be a female. It could be. That's happened. So I'm just I'm ready for it, too. Like I'm. I, we've, it's been way, way, uh, way too long uh, since we've gotten the Robin character on screen, especially since because for me, my first introduction was Batman and Robin. So, you know, like I want to see the character get some get his just due on the screen. And uh, I do think Reeves hears that. And I think, like you said, it's been 23 years. So, yeah, I think it's time. And uh, I hope so. I think we'll get one. I just again, I don't know which form going to be in do you think it's weird that we got a robin question and it didn't come from rob myers <laughs> it is i think though we d- i think we discussed this or i asked him this on so the last sog tonight i think we had this t- com- conversation there as well so but obviously this was before that so yeah it is kind of funny that the person who we know who loves robin didn't ask us the robin question so but we got it from chad so that was good good anyway all right, we're, up, we're down to our final question, Pete. So this, I believe, this is from Twitter, from Javi. What is your favorite Batman collectible that you own, and which one is your grail piece? My favorite Batman collectible that I own. Wow. My favorite, oh man, my favorite Batman collectible probably has to be my Batman black and white Michael Turner Batman statue. Uh, I love Michael Turner. May he rest in peace. Arguably uh, my favorite artist outside uh, next to Neil Adams. Uh, just really fantastic stuff. Uh, Batman, Superman, um, Identity Crisis. Uh, just really just an amazing artist who was taken too soon. My grail piece, uh, I have two of them. I have a 12-inch Nightwing uh, figure that I bought secondhand in a cloth suit from Batman the Animated Series. So he's got the mullet. He's got the bird. Uh, it, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. I love that thing. And also my Batman returns, bat missile, Batmobile, um, uh, from 1992. I bought that. I paid a pretty penny for it. Um, I, I did a video with bill and you know, you could watch me push the button and the sides fly off just like in the movie. Uh, it's absolutely amazing. It's, it's, it might, it might top the Grayson figure, but, uh, I mean the grace, I mean, those two are probably like the two things that I, I love the most. Those are my, those are probably my grail pieces. 
Okay, so I'm not my Batman collection is not as big uh, as any of you guys. I um, honestly, I've always collected more Star Wars things. I'm, I've always been a slightly bigger Star Wars fan, so my money and attention has always gone that way. But my favorite, I guess I'll just say my favorite collectible piece, and because it's it's so pathetic, but it's just <laughs> it reminds me of a time of my life when uh, I was younger and I was really excited about um batman 89 it's my plastic batman um piggy bank that came with the cereal <laughs> oh from that, that the 89 one yeah, yeah 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 no dude that's not that's that's great what are you talking about i have one of those yeah, yeah like no that's amazing that's that's great that's totally a yeah. piece yeah that's but yeah that is my favorite a bit of like of memorabilia i have the toy like i have the superpowers toys from when i was younger i still have those somewhere um, I have the uh, the Batman eighty nine Batman toy with the the grapple belt, like actually the grapple from his belt, like that Ooh, spring yeah. action thing. I have that. I have a lot more toys from that era as well. But um, as far as actually collectible pieces, I haven't. I don't really have many of them. But that that bank again is just. I w- it was a time where I got my love for Batman came back, and I was obviously with the hype with eighty nine and. I remember them having that. You had to send proofs of purchase to get the bank. <laughs> so it was something I had to collect. It's not the and one that came with the cereal. No, no, no. This is one you oh, had I to don't send. Have that one then. Oh wow, yeah, yeah, really different. yeah. yeah so you should post it on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I probably should. But that that would be it for me. That would be the one, uh, the one thing that I look at every once in a while. I'm like, ah, oh, you know. And also, I'll say this. A uh, friend of the show and Ryan Lauer, friend of ours, he actually sent me a ceramic Batman bank not too long ago as a gift for helping him with um, set up the Batman book club. And yeah, so that I actually, because it's a gift from someone, that also is something that I that I uh, hold dear. That's a very, very nice gesture for him. So I know a guy who once sent me a Batman popcorn maker. Fantastic. <laughs> I can't remember his name, but I remember he was a good dude. I have no idea who who is this person. I I don't know. I, I didn't get one. <laughs> I didn't get a damn popcorn maker. Oh. So oh man, but yeah. So well, Pete, that's our first mailbag show. We answered all of the questions, and it's under an hour. Yes, barely. Boom. But it is under an hour, so. So anything else you want to discuss before we sign off? No, no, I'm good. I'm good. We did we did a good job today. Well done, guys. All right. Well done. Everyone, good <laughs> job. Yeah, thanks. Thank you, everybody, for submitting the questions. We'll do this again next month, and we'll have another, our second mailbag. Uh, whoever didn't send in questions, please, please submit them. Uh, this is a fun one of the fun things we really get to do, and mm-hmm. it's a way for us to interact with our fans. So, Again, send in questions. You can send them via the email, tweet Peter I or the SOG page, um, the Facebook page as well, Instagram, wherever you can find uh, Straight Outta Gotham. Send us a question. And, and, we if we, definitely... and if we didn't answer your question, don't get discouraged. We we really wanted to keep this under an hour because we're trying <laughs> to watch the debate tonight. So <laughs> like, we're sorry, but we're kind of like, well, it's kind of a rush show, but it's it's light. It's mailbag. So just send yeah. them away and uh, don't get discouraged because, you know, we'll we'll put you to the top of the queue for the next one. Yeah, and for me, the work's been rough this week. So I actually, this was a show I just squeezed in. I told Pete, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I mean, I've been so swamped with work lately myself, so. <laughs> Sorry, Pete. But um, yeah, so this I squeezed this one in. So I hope we entertained you guys for a little while. 
Pete, go ahead and plug stuff. Oh, you could follow me on all forms of social media. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. Uh, and that is, oh, geez. Zack Snyder's favorite app of all time, Vero, at Pete Illustrated. I'm on there. Check out, check me out. Follow our show pages on Twitter and on Twitter and Instagram at straight underscore O underscore G. Uh, again, like hashtag uh, SOG mailbag. Make sure you send those in as well. Um, be sure to follow our YouTube channel, Straight Out of Gotham, uh, for the Iceberg Lounge, for SOG Tonight, for just ridiculousness in general. Uh, we're trying to be way more active with that. And uh, Eric, take it away. Yeah, so speaking of the Iceberg Lounge, uh, next week on October 30th is the planned date we have for the next Iceberg Lounge. It will be a Halloween-themed Iceberg Lounge, so we hope all of you guys can come and watch us. I will be dressing up. Pete says he will not be. Uh, I'm going to work on him. Hopefully get him to at least throw on a mask or something. What do you think, Pete? If I wear a mask, I'm wearing like a Burt Ward domino mask. <laughs> I'll cut a couple holes in a sock and, pretend, and I'll say a bunch of catchphrases, but that's that might be as much as you get out of me, fellas. Ah, <laughs> oh, don't be a party pooper. It's Halloween once a year. I'll eat some candy. That's festive. All right, yeah. We'll definitely we'll we'll do we'll we're still planning the show a little bit, but we'll have some fun stuff like that to do. Obviously, we'll be discussing um whatever the hot topics are for the week. We'll be discussing that as well. Might have a uh, might have a new guest coming on, so keep a lookout for that. So. Outside of the Iceberg Lounge, again, Pete mentions Straight Outta Gotham tonight or SOG tonight. We will be doing another one of those coming up as well. We're planning that show as as I speak right now, actually. I just spoke about with our producer about it today. And we will be planning that show. We will have a guest, uh, someone in the comic book world. So that'll be fun for us to do as well. If you guys want to find me, as always, it's at finally33, spell finale33, on Twitter and Instagram. Peter already mentioned the Straight Outta Gotham Twitter page at, at sure, I can't speak today. This is really bad. At straight underscore O underscore G. Uh, Facebook as well. We have the SOG um, fan page, fan group page, and the SOG um, show page. So you can find us there as well. And again, interact with us, send us messages, yell at us, whatever you want to do. Uh, Pete and I like the interaction. So whatever you guys want to Want to do, send us, well, hate we'll mail. answer you. Yeah, hate mail, sure. If you want to send us hate mail, don't like my voice, don't like Pete's cackle, whatever it is. I cackle? Just... <laughs> we won't go there for now. It's getting late, show has to end, so. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, so for Pete Vera, I am Eric Holzman. You are listening to Straight Outta Gotham. See you next time. Booyah.